Welcome, everybody, to Continuing the Conversation, Episode 5, a podcast from the Skillman Church of Christ. This is John Mark Davidson, a minister at the Skillman Church of Christ. I'm here with my good buddy, co-worker, Jake Jacobson. Say hello. Hello, hello. And uh, we have a special treat for you because today we have a live interview with one of our brothers here, uh, someone who's a part of the Skillman family. Uh, his name is Marshall Miles. Can you say hello, Marshall? Hi, everyone. Now, one thing about Marshall is uh, he's been a part of this church for, I guess, how long have you guys been uh, being a part of this family? We started coming uh, probably about 11 months ago. 11 months ago, so almost a year. Yes. And uh, if you don't know Marshall, he's the one that looks like Captain America. (laughs) I mean... I second that. In fact, if, if there was anyone that I would say, what does Captain America look like? I would point to Marshall Miles. So uh, anyway, I think, uh, I think that those that don't know Marshall probably know who he is because just imagine, I mean, this is Captain America right here. You, you might also remember Marshall from our Sunday last fall when oh, we had the, the, the International Sunday and we had different readings from all these different languages and uh, Marshall read in Croatian. Is that, right. is that right? Yes, yeah. that's correct. I thought you yeah. were going to tell the story of the time Marshall was given the communion message and he told that story about the spaghetti the meatball, right? Was it the yes. meatball? No, it wasn't quite a meatball. It was one of the old communion wafers that oh. were rolling. <laughs> Different, <laughs> similar, oh, similar, similar. How did I mess that up, man? It meatball. went from a communion wafer to a spaghetti meatball. Yes. That's know, how rumors are spread. Well, we know what John Mark's mind is on tonight <laughs> and where he'll be stopping for dinner on the way home, the spaghetti <laughs> warehouse. Oh, that's right, man. It is a, an, it's an honor to have Marshall here today. Uh, we are in the midst of talking about faith. Uh, we are a faith community, and as the Skillman Church of Christ, the community that meets here off Skillman Street, during this season, we are really committed about being a community that's, that we want to live by faith. So during these months while we are in this season, uh, we really want to explore what does faith look like? What does faith mean? How does faith play out in our life? And so this is one of those words like we talked about uh, two Sundays ago from the pulpit. How it's almost like a, a word, it's, it's, a, it's a luggage word. It's, it's a single word, with, it's a small word, but within this word, there's thousands of years of discussion, of debates, of content. So it's going to take some time for us to kind of dissect it and pull it apart and define what it looks like. But we have Marshall uh, Miles here, and so Jake and I are going to ask him some questions. He has been looking into this topic of faith and has some insight that we want to learn today. So not only do we have Marshall, but we also have our live audience here today at Skillman in the Rotunda. So uh, we, you might, if you're listening in your car or while you're walking your dog or washing your dishes, you might hear some comments uh, from our live audience. Before we get into the topic of faith, Marshall, uh, Jake and I were talking earlier. Um, you know, the rumor is, is that you are a, a, a hero, an American hero. Not only do you look like Captain America... But the rumor is, is that you may have lived a life almost like Captain America. But you know, could you give the, uh, the listeners, this, part of the Skillman family, kind of a, your, your story? Sure. Well, first of all, I'm not a hero, okay? Um, I, I, as I did serve in the military for 20 years. And as someone who did, when I use the term hero, it's a very, very narrowly defined mm. term. Mm. So just because you serve doesn't mean that you're a hero. Mm. So I, I appreciate the flattery, and, and I do appreciate it, but I am I'm by no means a hero whatsoever. But 
Um, just a little bit about me, if yes, you want. Sure, I, I'm a native of Plano, Texas. I'm just a Plano boy, <laughs> as we say, and uh, went to Plano Senior High. Uh, I actually, my my dad was a drinking Southern Baptist, and my mom was a teetotaling Catholic. <laughs> and they got together and had my sister and I, and they decided that we would be Lutheran growing up. <laughs> and uh, I, ironically, both mm -hmm. my sister and I ended up leaving the Lutheran faith. Mm -hmm. uh, we were both baptized by full immersion, actually, in the Southern Baptist Church. But it was, it was kind of a, a search over the years and I stopped going to the Baptist church for years and then ended up going to a lot of these large, mega, mega-sized mm -hmm, churches, mm -hmm. uh, one in D.C., one in San Antonio, one here in Dallas. And that's where I met my wife here in town at, at one of these mega churches. And we decided, you know, we're done with the mega churches. Mm -hmm. It's just not mm -hmm. a family. Mm -hmm. And she was, I believe, spiritually drawn to Skillman. Wow. And we came here and immediately fell in love with it. And um, so we just, we love this family. We love this church. Well, we love you, uh, both of you. In fact, I think uh, Krista, your wife, I mean, you're really cool, but I think she's a little bit cooler than you. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I she is, talk, about, talk about somebody who is really connected to the spiritual realm. And I think it'd be good to have her on the podcast too one of these weeks because uh, we'd have a lot to learn from her. She is uniquely connected. I agree. And uh, probably one of the biggest reasons I fell in love with her is because... Our spiritual journey was both similar, and I also saw how strong the spirit was uh, within her. Yes. And that I noticed that on, must have been our third date, mm. and I immediately fell in love with this girl. Yeah. And you, you kind of glossed over that you spent 20 years in the military, but tell us that story. What what part of the military were you a part of? Uh, sure. So... It, yeah, I was I was in the U.S. Army. I uh, gained a competitive appointment to West Point, and it was partly because I was a ROTC reject. ROTC turned me down, <laughs> so I ended up going to West Point and uh, had good enough grades to get whatever branch I want, whatever location I want. So I wanted to be an armor officer. I'd watched a lot of John Wayne cavalry movies, and you know, I knew I wouldn't be riding a horse, but I'd be on a tank. So I thought, it, which was really, really cool, being on a 68-ton beast that has a jet engine in it. It was just a, an wow. awesome experience. Um, after 10 years, I actually left and had a break in service and was a uh, actually a stockbroker, financial advisor in Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. And I had a lot of friends who were doing great things all over the world because then Iraq and Afghanistan was heating up. And I decided to go back in, and I'll get more into this when we talk about faith. And mm -hmm. I actually came back in as an intel officer. Mm. And um, that's when things got really adventurous, and I started, I got in a very unique unit in which I started going to Afghanistan every year. And, mm. and places like mm. Africa, and just wonderful, nice places like that. Wow. So how long have you? How long has it been since you uh, left your time in the military? So I, I left mm. in uh, July of 2014. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So five and a half, six years. Yeah. 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 Well, man, uh, you know, Jake and I have an excited this conversation because um, you know, we're talking about faith. And we want to get your, your insight. And so kind of want to open up to you to kind of begin this conversation. And the three of us can kind of, uh, we can continue to ask questions and spur on this conversation. But sure. man, uh, in, in regard to faith, you know, Marshall, uh, you said you've been doing some study recently. 
Um, tell us kind of what spurred that on and, and what have you been thinking recently about faith? Sure. Well, let me start with the beginning. I came to a very personal relationship with Jesus Christ when I was nine years old. Mm. And that's something that's not typical in the Lutheran faith. <laughs> I'm using that term mm -hmm. loosely there, not the top type of faith we're talking about. And um, so for me, having a personal relationship with Jesus, it was very, very intimate. And it was very easy to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior mm -hmm. and to believe in Jesus, that he is the Messiah, the Son of God. That, for me, was easy. The harder part for me, and I think for a lot of Christians, is actually living through faith mm -hmm. and living out your faith and having that walk of faith. So that, for me, has been a journey. And... It's kind of intensified over the last couple of years, in part because I'm a husband now, and mm -hmm. I want to be the best husband I possibly can. Yes. It also intensified because uh, I'm, a, I'm in business now, I'm, I'm in sales, mm -hmm. and being in sales, you have to have a little bit of faith, I believe, if you're going <laughs> to do any, any, if you're going to do good and be successful. Mm -hmm. Yes. It also intensified because my wife and I started our own business on the side as well, and it also intensified because the the second year of our marriage last year was very, very difficult for us. We went through a lot of mm. a lot of problems, not between us, but just events that happened yeah, yeah. in our life. With uh, you know, started out with the, uh, Krista losing her father, mm. and then mm. uh, a lot of other things that, yeah. that went along the way yeah. there. So that has led me for the last couple of years to a to study faith and how to live it out on a day, daily basis. Mm. And what has really helped, ironically, or maybe not ironically, is by reading self-help books. Mm. So when I was very young, my dad, I was a teenager, my dad said, son, I want you to read these three books. It's mandatory for you to read. I'm like, <laughs> okay, dad. So one of them was actually, I have it right here in front of me, Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking. Ooh, I've heard that book. This is the original one that I got in 1982 that's been taped together and highlighted and <laughs> dog-chewed a corner off one time. Mm. That's, that's no lie. That's a good sign of a book. Yes. Uh, another one was uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People mm. yes. uh, by Carnegie. And uh, the other one is, um, oh, Lord, what was the other one? The, the third one. It's a lot of pressure when there's a microphone and, and yeah. a live audience. <laughs> a live audience, no. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, man, I suddenly forgot the, the last one. Anyway, so a lot of these books... We'll put I, it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, no. put it, yeah we'll put it in the show, in the show notes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, I read a lot of these books when I was very young. And they're... Oh, I'm, the, I'm sorry. The last one is... Um, uh, is uh, Napoleon Hill, To Think and Grow Rich. Oh, okay. Napoleon yes. Hill, To Think and Grow Rich, yes. Yes. So those were the, the big three. So I came back to those books over the years, probably read them, reread them, mm -hmm. maybe once every 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then when I was transitioning out of the Army, I really started to study them. And then when I started going through this, this journey of faith and trying to understand f living out your faith better, I came back to these books and actually read them in a much, much deeper way. Mm. And even though they're not religious books per se, mm -hmm. they draw a lot from the Christian faith. Mm. And they help to me to explain 
the journey of faith in ways that were amplified and just uh, slightly different than the way the Bible yeah. explains it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, naturally, the, the, the biggest one that we all turn to is from, from Hebrews 11. 1. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. It's very, very basic. Mm -hmm. But how does that tell us, how does that explain to us how to walk by faith every day mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. in all the things we're bombarded with? And so that's what I was grappling with. And I actually started with Hebrews 11 and then worked my way back through a lot of these other books. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. It was, so and, you know, as, as I'm thinking about this, mm -hmm. This has been part of what John Mark and I have been trying to do over the past couple of weeks is mm -hmm. to define what faith is. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of those words, and I think Dallas may hinted at this, uh, it's yes. a word that's easier to define what it isn't Correct. than what it is. You, know, you look <laughs> at it and you say, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I love the direction uh, that your journey has brought you to, and I think it's uh, one that certainly uh, Scripture is, is pushing us in the direction of as well, but uh -huh. that it has to be action uh, there has to be yes. follow-through, and it has to be lived. It mm -hmm. can't be thought. I mean, yes. it can be thought, but it's not all it can be. Mm -hmm. uh, and there has to be some follow-up to that. So you mentioned that you get there, and uh, you've been thinking about that for a long time. So take us on a little bit of a mm -hmm. journey for what is, uh, what is the end result of the actions? Uh, what, what, what shows faith? So let me give you uh, an analogy. Um, you guys are both parents. Uh, well, you're, you're about to not be parent, but you're your parent, <laughs> yes. and uh, you've probably yeah. walked into a dark room and maybe stepped on a Lego oh, or a goodness. toy, and I stepped on a Lego. I've done yeah. it. Yes. I don't have kids yet either, but that's very, very painful, right? It is. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> you know? yes. And the other day, I was getting out of bed in the middle of the night to, to use the, the toilet, and I had forgotten that Chris had left a suitcase in front, <laughs> and I tripped over it and flipped on the light switch, and she goes, Wah! And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, babe. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That is so good. And, and that got me thinking that faith is like this. Mm. You walk into a completely dark room with 100% confidence mm -hmm. that you're going to get from point A to point B. You're not going to step on any Legos. Yes. Yes. That is, is kind of the, the essence of faith. Mm. It is believing in something that you can't see a destination a yeah. goal yes yes um and jumping towards it and moving forward with being completely blind i mm -hmm. i looking back on my journey i can honestly say the most momentous times of my life mm -hmm. when i accomplished the greatest things mm -hmm. is when i jumped into something almost completely blind mm. Mm. And I didn't know what I was getting into. I just said, Lord, I'm going to do this. I feel you leading me this way. I'm going to go do it. One of the biggest journeys for me, of course, was the search for wife. Yes. Um, yes. I, I got married late in life and found the love of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a journey of, of faith. And, and, I'll just give you an example of that. When, so mm -hmm. when I was in Fort, living in Fort Worth, I'd been there for two years and uh, didn't have a very good, good dating life. <laughs> um, and I just had this pull to move to Dallas. I said, I know, I don't know, I can't explain it, but my wife is in Dallas. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find her there. Mm -hmm. 
And so I remember I told my dad, who I respect very much, I said, I'm going to sell my house and move to Dallas. He's like, why are you doing that? Your territory's in Fort Worth. you got a great house. I said, Dad, trust me, this is going to work. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's like, no, nah, you need to move out to the suburbs, move to Carrollton. And I'm like, Dad, that's where the married women are, not the single women. Like, you don't get it, okay? They're, down, they're in downtown in the Dallas, summer, Dad. That's where I'm going. Yeah. And so I didn't know. Uh, I put my house up for sale in December before mm-hmm. Christmas. And I had no idea if I could afford to live in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I, matter of fact, I downsized so much, I thought I was going to move into an apartment. I just mm. started getting rid of everything because mm. I'm like, I can't afford a house in Dallas. And then I found it. Mm. And I found my house. I moved there. And when, when, I, was, when I started going around looking for homes, I would, I would tell the, the, real, the real estate agent, I'd say, oh, this place is okay, but it's not good for Mrs. Miles, the future Mrs. Miles. And they, and they, they would all say, oh, so you're dating someone serious? I said, nope, don't even have a girlfriend. <laughs> but I moved, just jumped into it with faith, mm. found a cute little house right up the road from Skilma Church, yeah. and a month later, I meet the woman of my dreams. Mm. That is just jumping into something with blind faith, where mm. I don't know how I'm going to accomplish this. Yeah, oh yeah. But I'm just going to go for it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, certainty is an interesting word mm-hmm. for us to think about mm-hmm. uh, because certainty uh, th- you can live a dangerous relationship with the word certainty. Yes. Uh, yes. But but what I'm hearing is is the positive aspect of this certainty that there's no doubt, uh, and not that. Uh, Doubt is a bad thing, but in, the, in this instance, this idea of moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you don't necessarily know what the end destination yes. is, but the certainty of I'm going to take the next step forward yes. and mm-hmm. it live in such a way that uh, the destination uh, is less important than yeah. my act of yeah. faithfulness in taking a step, step That's by right, step. Man. Yeah, I mean, because you, you started with Hebrews, you know, this uh, Hebrews 11 verses, verse 1, you know, and it has those words. Uh, faith is being sh- sure of what you hope for, certain of what you don't see. And so, you know, there's these words that, that come into play that, that almost, uh, there's, there's, a little, there's a little bit of trust that's involved that things are going to go the way. It's, in, in some ways, uh, you know, you use the term blind, blind faith, but I, you know, I wonder if there's a, if is there a different, maybe a, a different word because um, it's almost like in this, this podcast will be uploaded the day after my sermon. And uh, I just wanted, the title of my sermon is Faith is Not Blind. <laughs> so okay, all right. Go, I want to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. That's okay. This is a great conversation, all right, because it allows us, I think we're saying the same thing, but, you know, different, different words, right? But, uh, you know, the faith... In the Greek is the word pistis, uh, which can also be translated as faithfulness. And when people talk about faith, and I think you wrote about this on the blog, Jake, this uh, past week, um, that the biblical writers, when they're talking about pistis, talking about faith, in, in a lot of ways, they're less concerned about the faith that the Christians have, but they speak a lot of the faithfulness of Jesus. And so on Sunday, I'm going to show, you're going to see it already, but there's going to be a show, uh, a video of that Indiana Jones uh, scene 
where uh, it's at the Holy Grail at the very end. Sure. And there's that scene yeah. where like he has to like take this step in yes. the middle, and there's like this big giant chasm. But uh, I don't know. I want to challenge this idea that that's kind of how faith is per se, because as Christians, we have time and time examples of the faithfulness of Jesus, the faithfulness of God. I think, and I think what you're telling, what you're, you're, the stories you're sharing support this idea that we have the ability to, to move to Dallas on the whim because of, of this inclination that we have. We have the, uh, the notion to follow this, this longing to buy this house that, that uh, you know, that we feel is, is the right one because the track record of God is faithfulness and we can rely on God to, to meet us. I think there's a lot of different things we can un- unpackage, Jerry. I, I don't think that blind is maybe the, the best adjective. I agree, I agree with you there. I, I absolutely 100% agree that it's an action-oriented thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you open up a dark room and you think you see what's in the other end, but you can't really, that's different than opening up that door and walking into that room. Yes. But a lot of it deals with confidence. Uh, And why should we not be confident as Christians? Yes. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. If he is with us, then what should we have to fear? You know, when you said you had your sermon last weekend or last weekend, yeah, it was last weekend. And, um, you mm-hmm. ask people what is a uh, the opposite of faith. Mm-hmm. Most people said doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. there's another word that it, I think is is fear. Mm. I like that, man. I you like know, mm-hmm. and so what do we have to be fear? The, Jesus talks time and time again about don't worry, don't worry about what you have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I take care of the birds. I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's it's different. For us, I think our lives get so, so very, very cluttered mm-hmm. with, and we get bombarded with, with, with bad ideas, with frustrations, with things that go on around us. And it, what's, what's hard to have that spiritual walk is to not let those things worry us, not let those things bother us, not be fearful about the, the clutter and the distractions around us and yet still have an aim and move forward with that objective that God has placed in our heart. Mm. Uh, Chris and I were talking about this, and, and she kind of pushed back against that word blind as well mm. uh, when I was giving her these examples like the house. And she said, yeah. well, it, it's, it's not totally blind because Christ put that seed in you mm. at mm-hmm. some point in time. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm. I didn't even see when the Lord put that seed inside of me. Mm. But it, Christ is within me. Mm. He definitely put that seed in me yeah. to move forward. It's just we in our as as mortals, we don't we're not continuously connected with this spiritual world, and yeah, and we just have to <clears throat> kind of trust that we're moving forward in the right direction. Uh, oh, but man, we we really good. shouldn't be fearful. Oh my goodness, that's true. That's, I think it's a good, uh, good way to put it, and I, you know, it made me think about my my kids in some ways um, and how they view their birthday. <laughs> like, like it's almost like uh, my son Mac. Uh, every once in a while, he'll see something and says, "Dad, you know what? You know what I want for my birthday?" And he'll fill in the blank, and it's always something 
amazing. Or, you know, I want to go for my birthday party here. And he's, you know, he's a kid. He doesn't know when his birthday is going to come. Like, he doesn't know. Like, it could be in his small brain. It could be in a month. It could be, you know, in eight months. But he knows that it's coming. He knows that the track record is telling him, the data is communicating to him that he will have a birthday. And so he is living according to this belief and this trust that it will happen and to the point where it affects you know uh you know his he he lives into this truth and uh, he sees his brothers and sisters have birthdays and he sees his friends have birthdays so he knows well eventually he's gonna have his birthday but in 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 some ways you know that taking that analogy plus your uh walking into the room and not hitting stepping on a lego uh, mentality i mean it's almost like you're walking in this room and there's this it's almost like this, this confidence and assurance because you've seen the people before you walk through without hitting a Lego. Uh, you trust. You walk boldly without fear. But here's part of the struggle that I think we all have is we've had moments in our life where Christ continues to prove that he's, that he's true, that he's going to take care of us, and mm-hmm. we just forget about it. That's true. We're just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the Lord just took care of me and gave me this amazing blessing, and then we discount it, and then we get fearful for the next thing around the corner. I mean, look at look at the Apostle Peter, you know, mm-hmm. denied Christ three times. Mm-hmm. L- look, for example, at what Peter did when he saw Christ on the water, mm-hmm. and he had confidence. He was focused on Jesus, and he got out of the boat and started walking on the water towards him. That is an amazing faith. But, yeah. but then what happened to him? Yeah. He suddenly took his focus off of Jesus and, uh-huh. and started thinking, oh, no, no, I can't do this. And he mm-hmm. lost confidence and they started sinking. And that's what we do mm-hmm. time and time and time again all the time throughout the day. And, yes. But it's something that we have to fight against. We have to be self-aware enough to that, okay, Whatever's happening to me right now, I'm going to get through this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, when I had I had a horrible, for those of you who don't know, I had a horrible accident last fall where I mm-hmm. fell through a ceiling, had a straddle injury, crushed my urethra, worst injury I've ever had in my life, and I'm, I'm bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And the blood had soaked my pants all the way to my shoes and I didn't even know what was going on until the mm. plumber was like, dude, you okay? I'm like, wow. no, I guess I'm not good. <laughs> so I went around the corner of the bushes and checked myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm bleeding really bad here. But I got, you know, maybe this is part of my military training kicking in or whatever, but when super, super high stressful things like that happen, I tend to get really, really calm. Mm. And I turned around the corner and Krista was there. I said, babe, I need to go to the hospital. I'm going to show you. I'm bleeding really bad, but just be calm. I know where the hospital is. It's very, very close around the corner, and don't freak out. I'm going to get through this. And she saw me, and, of course, she's immediately thinking of her dad passing away and like, oh, I'm going to lose my husband. <laughs> and um, But I tried to be really, really calm and just know that I'm going to get through this. I didn't know how I was going to get through this. I didn't know the extent of my injuries. And there were a couple days after the initial surgery where I got really, really down and depressed. Mm. 
And mm. then I remember I woke up one morning and I turned to Krista and I said, okay, that's it. No more pity party. I'm done with this. Mm. I'm done with this. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm alive. I'm lucky to be alive. We got the best doctor in the nation right here in Dallas. He's going to fix me. I'm going to get through this. Yeah. And she's like, okay, my husband's back. <laughs> wow. well, welcome back. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think the key words for tonight for, for this uh, mm -hmm. podcast are confidence and trust. Mm. I think that as I'm hearing you guys talk, you guys are repeating those words over and over again yes. and uh, coupling those words with understanding the story that we all live, which is a forgetful story. Mm -hmm. You know, not mm -hmm. only Peter, but all of Israel. I mean, the whole old Testament is this story over and over again of God yes. doing amazing things, mm -hmm. showing, proving Look, you can you can put your faith in me. You can put your trust yes. in me. You can have confidence in me, and then immediately they lose it yes. and they forget. And mm -hmm. they, they've just passed through the Red Sea. They've escaped Egypt. God has liberated them, and ah, uh, we're hungry. We wish we could go back to Egypt. <laughs> it was so much better in Egypt. You know, and they just forget over and over again. And God has this way of proving time and time again. Every time we take that first step into the dark room. Uh, knowing that there might be Legos, but we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God will, will give us the, uh, the, the trust. He'll show us. He'll give us the proof. Well, yeah. let, let, not to muddy the work, water here, but let me give you another word. Sure. And we'll go back to Hebrews. And the sermon last Sunday got me thinking about this. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is from uh, Hebrews 10.35. So do not throw away your confidence. There's mm -hmm. that word confidence. Mm -hmm. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. Yes. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So perseverance. Mm -hmm. A lot of these self-help books, uh, from, whether it's Napoleon Hill, Norman Vincent Peale, the one I'm sitting on here by Andy Stanley called Visioneering, mm -hmm. they all talk about perseverance. Mm. So that got me thinking about perseverance. Well, if you don't persevere, if you are going to quit, why are you quitting? You're, you're quitting because, in part, because you don't have faith mm. that you can go to the next level and go to the next step. Mm. So perseverance is directly connected to faith. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, it's, uh, but that's something that, that I've kind of learned in this journey, again, partly through these, these books and then partly just through the study of the Bible and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, off the top of your head, these books that you've read, uh, what do they say are ways to develop perseverance, uh, some ways to uh, become, live that, that life that's with grit and perseverance and resilience that, that plays out in faith. They, they actually don't talk about perseverance as much as they do about faith and confidence mm. and trust. Mm. Uh, they basically just, all of them will say the same thing. Don't quit. Mm. Persevere. Yeah. Stay the course. Yeah. Um, stay after it. One thing I, I love about Andy Stanley and, and, and visioneering that he talks about in terms of perseverance is if, if you're, keep going towards your aim, whatever it is, and you run into a roadblock, maybe you need to double check with God. Is this really the right avenue of approach? Is this really the right route to go? Is, is this really God's vision or is this just some kind of idea that you came up with? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, that we're all going to run into roadblocks and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and getting expecting different results, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm not saying that you should be, per, you should persevere to the point of insanity, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know, if you run into something, then yeah, you know, check in with God and yeah. say, hey, is this, what, is this what you're trying to do? Yeah. And I think if you do that, what you'll find is he's preparing you for something else. Mm. And he will show you the route to go to accomplish something, either accomplish it differently or completely different task that you didn't realize is what he is really drawing you to do. Yeah. And I would, uh, I, I, I would feel like I had missed an opportunity if I didn't, if I didn't throw this in there and uh, I'll give, I'll give a little bit of credit uh, to our very own Mr. Chris Valentine, because this is one of his, uh, this is one of his big topics, Brother Valentine. And yes. uh, so you know, he, when he talks about the fruit of the spirit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he always wants to replace that word perseverance with the with the older translation of long suffering. Long suffering. Mm. And, long suffering. And so you know, to connect it with our analogy of stepping on the Lego in the dark mm. uh, and the roadblock. You know, we mm -hmm. approach those roadblocks, and when we, when we hit them, we evaluate them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, just because we think it's difficult doesn't mean that it's not the direction that we should be heading. You know, if yeah. we step on the Lego, we might be tempted to turn around and go back the other direction because yeah, we know it's safe. Exactly. Uh, but sometimes the Lego uh, is, is part of our opportunity to join the story of Jesus and yeah. to suffer for the, the faith that we have to move to the next step. That's a good point, man. I mean, you know, you look at Hebrews 10, the verse that you read, and then you, you go all the way through Hebrews 11, and then you, the beginning of Hebrews 12, you see this theme, right? You know, the first theme you see in Hebrews, the end of part of Hebrews 10, is that uh, faith means perseverance. It means keeping, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. Don't shrink back. You know, I love that text in Hebrews 10. Don't shrink back, but keep on walking. And then you have in Hebrews 11 this theme, and uh, you know, Jakey, you alluded to it earlier, but like, it's almost like there's this constant theme of God showing up and being God's faithfulness to certain individuals in the Old Testament, certain stories like, you know, Abel, uh, Moses, Enoch, uh, Abraham. And then the, the other theme is that people forget. <laughs> so it's, it's a theme of faithfulness and also of forgetfulness. But then in Hebrews 12, it likens the path of faith towards a, a journey, like a race. Run the race with endurance, fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of faith. So it's almost like perseverance. You keep walking and you, the part of faith is as you're walking and as you take left and right turns, your eyes are fixed on Jesus and you, you keep stepping and you don't shrink back and you don't stop and you don't uh, quit, but you keep walking with your eyes faced on Jesus, fixed on Jesus. Yeah, uh, and so uh, I'm, I'm wondering uh, Marshall, you know, you've shared a couple of stories, I feel like, that have shown mm. uh, that you've had to endure a couple of difficult moments this last year, mm. especially. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to go into any more details about your stories, but uh, uh, t tell us, what does it look like, what, what is the, for the person listening to this podcast, when they hit that roadblock and they determine, you know, okay, God's pushing me in a different direction, mm. or maybe I'm still going in the same direction, but I'm just facing a little bit of opposition, what does that next step of faith look like? What, what does it mean to continue to live faithfully, even though there's something in your way or, or you're stepping on a Lego? 
That's where we need to focus, in my opinion, focus on trusting in God and Jesus and not necessarily ourself. Mm. You know, don't lean on your own understanding of things. Um, mm. And, and that's, that's a very, very difficult thing to do. The, the, the longest journey I ever had was waiting for and, and looking for Mrs. Wright. Mm. And, you know, I, I hated listening to those sermons when <laughs> there was the preacher would get up there and he'd say, oh, you're so blessed to be single. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm easy not. Easy for you to say. I'm miserable. I'm lonely. What are you talking about, man? This ain't no blessing. This is a curse. Get this curse oh, off of me. Man. You know, and so for me, it was, I, even when I wanted to just stop dating, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep on trying. And I'm going to keep on trying. And I'm going to keep on trying. And it was a long, long, arduous journey. And there are a few head fakes along the way where I thought, oh, I'm in love with this girl. And then I'm like, ooh, but yeah, no, not so much. And she's not really in love with me. And so, okay, well, that was a, a few months of wasted time. But, well, at least I tried. And I just need to get over it and keep on going. A little bit easier for me to say now mm. <laughs> that I'm happily married than, than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Well, I mean, so. it's an example of, of you keep, you're just, you're continuing to step. You're continuing to, to persevere. And, and, and I think, too, I mean, it seems like you were, you were open, right? I mean, you were you were heading in this direction, but uh, at the same time, uh, you were trusting in God throughout the process that the timing would be right when the timing was right. The Lord spoke to me. The, the, re the reason I had so much faith in that is I, I had an amazing experience where the, lo the Lord spoke to me di quite directly mm -hmm. when, when I was mm -hmm. at West Point. I remember it so distinctly. Uh, there's, there's a few times when, when the Lord speaks to us loud and clear. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was walking back from Eisenhower Hall after watching this, uh, this big play. Mm -hmm. uh, that was our, our theater. And I felt like everybody had a date but me. And it was, <laughs> it was a cold winter night, and there was snow on the ground. This is, this is upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And the wind is blowing off the Hudson River. And I'm like, oh, I'm so miserable. I just I wish I had someone next to me to you know, keep me a little bit warm. And I, I saw this pair of footprints, and there's a man's footprint and a woman's footprint. And they're walking through the snow. And I said, well, I'm gonna kind of follow this. And I'm trudging back very lonely and depressed and following these footprints. And there was a lamppost. And you see the snow coming down, and I saw the light, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, I am, don't worry, I'm going to prepare, I have the wife your wife waiting for you. I just be steadfast, and it was very comforting, and at the time, and it, but it stuck with me all those years of eleven different military deployments, <laughs> and you know plenty of heartaches along the way, and, and things like that. So, I'm not saying everybody's going to have that that big a moment in their life with whatever it is they're dealing with, but. You've got to just trust in Jesus and really kind of put blinders on, on your, around you to, to prevent the distractions of moving forward, Pre prevent the distractions which may derail you. Mm -hmm. um, like, as I said in the beginning, for me, believing in Jesus is easy, but walking in faith is a constant challenge that we have to 
we have to practice. We have to exercise it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's a great line. I was thinking, too, um, you know, I, I really love your, your analogy of that dark room. And, uh, you know, you began talking about, um, you know, faith is walking through this room knowing that you're not going to step on Legos, you know. And as we've been talking about this kind of flushing out, I really, I really like this. Um, and you kind of brought this up, too, is that there is times in life where there is disappointment. There are times where perseverance is needed. And just kind of playing with that analogy, just kind of tossing it out there. But do you think also an analogy of faith could, just adding to that, could be that there are times, maybe you walk into a dark room and you see the destination, there are times when we might step on a Lego, or, or there might be some pain here and there, but faith, in a lot of ways, is continuing to walk, knowing that the destination will be worth it. Absolutely, that's that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, one of the big podcasts I listen to is, is Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. as you know, and one of the things he gets very, very scientific, and he talks he's about a smart guy, he's a very <laughs> smart, smart guy, guy big, big, big brain. He talks about yeah. aim and how the eyes. Mm -hmm look forward and they can only see is so much there's the peripheral vision where you see a lot mm -hmm. but if you're looking at something you're going to aim at what you're looking at and what he basically urges mm -hmm. you to do is to take aim at something and keep going mm. towards it wow. and he gets into the science behind it and, yeah. and how the, the brain works and things like that but but I, I'm, I'm glad that that he yeah. And he brought that up, and, and that was one of those, I guess you call it self-help books, that mm -hmm. helped mm -hmm. for me to sharpen what faith is. It, it's a journey, but you have to focus on, on something. Yeah. There, because there's a lot of people, one of the things that Napoleon Hill rails against mm -hmm. are people he calls drifters. Ooh, that's a great one. Oh, I love that. Drifters, people who they have no aim in life. They're just kind of drifting through life from day to day, and where do they end up? Most of them don't end up going to any destination because they don't take aim at any particular place. I, I, I'll tell you a big eye-opener for me when I was yeah. a young lieutenant. I was sitting around the swimming pool with, with these, uh, these, they were cheerleaders from Temple Junior College. I had been dating one of them when mm -hmm. I was a very young mm -hmm. lieutenant. And I, some election was coming up. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. And I said, oh, so who are y'all voting for in the election? I actually asked this one girl, uh, Leslie, Leslie Hopkins. And she said, oh, Marshall, I don't vote. And I was like aghast. I'm like, here I am in the military serving and you're uh, you know, saluting the flag every day and you're telling me you don't vote? I'm like, what? what? What do you mean you don't vote? I was just like shocked. Yeah. And she said, listen, Marshall, there's, there's two types of people in the world. There's the people who make the world go round, like you. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And then there's the rest of us. There's the rest of us who, we're just hanging on for the ride. That's a drifter. Mm. That's a really great analogy. And uh, reminds me of a conversation I had with my dad growing up that my father, you know, he would always give me these pep talks as well. And uh, one time we were near the ocean in Thailand. And he says, John Mark, you know what animal... It's just you should never be like. And I was like, what, Dad? He's like, a jellyfish. It's like, don't be a jellyfish. A jellyfish just goes where the waves take them. They have no direction. They have no aim. Don't be a jellyfish. 
I was like, okay, Dad, you know, that, that sounds good. And he's like, you know what animal you want to sh- should be like? Um, I'm like, what, Dad? I know I don't want to be a jellyfish. He's like, you'd be a shark because a shark keeps swimming. And if a shark stops swimming, they sink. But a shark will always move and go in a direction that they want. Don't be a jellyfish. Love be it. a shark. I love it. <laughs> anyway, it's getting some reaction from the audience. That one. <laughs> Marshall, you know, for the, for the drifters out there, for the jellyfish that are listening, uh, you know, do you have any practical wisdom or advice on you know, how to be someone with direction, that perseverance? Yeah. I, I, first of all, don't feel bad mm. because we all go through phases and, and seasons in our life where we may be drifting. Mm. And, and, and we don't even notice it. Most of us don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't even notice it. Like when I left Army the first time, I lived in Austin, Texas, I, I was drifting. I drifted mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up. Um, but so it's very, very easy to do, but mm-hmm. don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these books that I've read. Um, Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking. That was a wonderful book. I think Napoleon Hill's book mm. was really good. One that I read recently, which helped me with my faith, was called Outwitting the Devil. It's a really strange book in many regards. <laughs> it was He wrote it in 38, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't published until 2011. What? Because it was, his wife said, this is so controversial, you cannot publish this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, use these things with an open mind, but mm-hmm. I, I, I felt that it was a good book. Um, there's, they help, all these, all these self-help books, they, for me, all they did was help sharpen my faith and amplify what Jesus is saying in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing about them. That's fantastic. I think the uh, I think the tough part mm-hmm. is uh, you mentioned this earlier uh, is when you get those distractions mm. and usually the biggest distraction is yourself. Uh, you step on the Lego and mm. oh my pain it hurts yeah and you get distracted or uh, you know I I wish if I had made this path I would have made it my own way <laughs> I wouldn't have made it so dark and you know <laughs> yeah. as I'm walking this path you know. Yeah. And usually the biggest distraction is ourself, but there's plenty of other distractions too. And I think that's, uh, that's the task is to say, keep that focus, keep that aim, be mm-hmm. the shark uh, with the destination being Christ, being like Christ, becoming like him uh, and right. showing him to the world. I'll just give one more tip. And this actually came from Robert Kiyosaki and his wife. Um, brainstorm and write down what you want. Write it down, mm-hmm. write it physically down, and then evaluate it, and then figure out, okay, Lord, how am I going to get these these aims, these goals that mm. I want to accomplish? It's fantastic. If you don't write it down, you'll forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, what a great conversation has been uh, today here in the rotunda. Thank you for our live audience. A thank you to Captain America, Marshall <laughs> Miles. Uh, we hope to have you again uh, on this uh, Continuing the Conversation podcast. And uh, we hope to, uh, you know, we'll have our people contact your wife's people as well. We'd like to have her. <laughs> we need to, I don't know if we have, uh, you know, that would be a big time interview. So we need to try to get that set up to talk to her. But um, what a great conversation on faith. And, uh, you know, a takeaway on this is let's not be drifters. Let's be people with direction, but Hebrews 12 articulates what do we fix our eyes on? What do we focus on when we keep on walking in in that direction? That direction is Jesus.
Amen. Jesus is where we are heading towards. Jesus tells us who God is. And I think, Jason, you said a couple Sundays ago, uh, Jesus reveals who God is, who, who, who God's always been, but, you know, who God is. And so I think we can focus our eyes on, on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Thank you again. Uh, this has been a great episode. Uh, hope you've arrived at your destination. If you're driving, hope you finished walking the dog, if that's what you've been up to. But uh, keep on listening to these conversations. I want to thank you guys again. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>